All right, welcome to another episode of That's My Dad. I'm Scott Hilton here with Kenny Malone. Welcome to the program, Kenny. It's good to be here, Scott. Thanks yeah. for the opportunity to come speak. I guess some people wonder why have I invited so many of my old high school football buddies, but it was because you know I was close to you guys, I know your stories, correct? Inspired by you guys, we had a special group of guys, and you were our safety, correct? I was a I was a nose guard, and you were the safety, so I never got to see what you did until you laid somebody out. <laughs> you held the record at one time. I thought, well, I guess you still do hold the record of. The most starts in a career. Correct. I think, football. again, I, I, I think it was 41 total yeah. uh, starts. Uh, at, I think I played a little bit of outside linebacker as well my senior year, uh, but mostly it was the safety spot. Yeah. And uh, uh, good old times. Kenny, you know, when we started to, to uh, do the podcast, I had you on my list from the very beginning. We only have 50 interviews, so Correct. we're going to do – and I had you on my list from the very beginning because I know what kind of person you are now as an adult. Yes. But I, I never recall seeing your dad around back when we were playing ball. Right. So I want to talk some about that situation and how you overcame and turned around the, the situation where your dad wasn't there that much in the beginning. Correct. Uh, that's correct. He he was not uh, – uh, through much of my childhood, he was not, uh, especially during the high school years. Of course, as you stated, uh, that my biological father was not a part of our life uh, at that time. Uh, I had a stepdad uh, you, who was in our life pretty much throughout our entire childhood. And uh, d- throughout that time, he was uh, a uh, provider, but somewhat ab- abusive, and uh, um, that wasn't a real good <clears throat> uh, setting. Uh, uh, growing up in that type of environment made it kind of difficult to deal with uh, what we had to deal with already with school, uh, sports, and things of that nature. Uh, friends uh, wasn't a lot, wasn't really allowed in our home or anything, uh, and uh, it was it was not a real good environment. Uh, however, we made do with it, And uh, uh, but as far as my biological father, as far uh, regarding him being in our life, as our, uh, as in our childhood life, really wasn't that much involved. Uh, I'll say this real quick. Um, I think back now, and I can appreciate the relationship that we have now. And and I think sometimes how I feel as he, uh, as anyone would have, a lot of regret because you are not involved during that time. Uh, much better relationship now. But yeah. uh, during that time, it was not a whole lot of connection uh, mm-hmm. throughout our childhood. Was that just what he knew to do, or was there a reason for that? Have you thought well, about that? What what happened? Uh, he um, he and my mother end up getting divorced. He married again, remarried, had had other children in that family uh, with his family, and just uh, left town. Uh, I believe they moved to Ohio for a while, and then ended up moving back to Atlanta. Uh, and it was when they moved to Atlanta that. Uh, George, Daryl, and I uh, was at Carver Gym one day, and there was this guy 
uh, we always knew that we had other siblings, but just didn't know who they were. And that was this guy that was there in the gym as well playing basketball. And I just, for some reason, I thought he, he and I resembled each other. Uh, and so we kind of played around a little bit and, uh, uh, somebody, I, I want to say that it was Bobby Simpson, uh, your classmate, mm-hmm. uh, introduced us and let us know, you know, I think y'all related, you know, so really? we began to talk and, and yeah, we, we, we're brothers, you know, really? come, to, come to find out we're brothers. And it was at that time, um, uh, was probably, I was probably about, eighth, ninth grade during that time. And after coming to that point, we kind of kept in contact with each other, still not a whole lot of communication between me and my dad, uh, just kind of communicating with my brother. Uh, and So was he a full brother? A uh, half, 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 half brother. brother. You didn't know they, he existed? I knew he existed, just didn't know didn't who know he was. Who was. How did it feel when you found out you had a half brother? It was. I was excited about it. Actually, uh, it's almost like you when you uh, someone new come into your your life. Mm-hmm. You know, they bring something, and there was a whole lot of similarities there. Uh, 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 we, uh, I felt like again that we resembled one another. Uh, he had bow legs, and uh, just like I got <laughs> bow legs, and uh, uh, built the same pretty much. Uh, and the conversation uh, was welcoming, and uh, it, because we had a lot in common. So, did that lead you to to get to meet your biological it, dad? It, it did. Uh, it did. We uh, kind of communicated a little bit, uh, some after that, uh, as I got into high school. Uh, and more so after I got out of high school, uh, I can remember he did send us something, uh, send me something for my graduation. Uh, the summer that I graduated, I went to Atlanta and I stayed with them for a week. And and uh, it's funny about that is uh, as much devilment as I got in here, uh, it didn't hold a candle to the kind of stuff that they was doing over there in Atlanta. <laughs> so by the time that week was up, I was ready to come home. <laughs> so, so how did you how did you reestablish? You and your dad have a good relationship now. Correct. How did that happen? What was the process you went through there? Uh, well, it's just I think time had a lot to do with it. Um, uh, one of the things – uh, there are a couple of things that I decided that, that I, uh, of course, decided that I wouldn't do uh, it because of uh, the lack thereof of a relationship that we had. I, one thing I promised myself that I would always make myself available uh, to my children. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I would not allow the opportunity to be passed up to have a relationship with him. Uh, I, I had some, uh, bitterness about it somewhat, you know, uh, but at the same time I made a decision that I was not going to, if he wanted to have a relationship with me, then I was willing to, uh, to do the same thing with him because, uh, I, I can't understand how someone would 
not want to have a, uh, a relationship with their with their children. Uh, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't. I can't say for sure that uh, why that was, uh, but uh, at the same time, I believe that again that there is some regret with him uh, in regards to that, and uh, and I respect that, and and I can appreciate that. Uh, don't necessarily. Um, hold it against him, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just try to uh, still show my appreciation and respect for him. How painful is it to grow up without your dad? Do you think about it or is it? It's uh, th- throughout the, the years uh, of that time, uh, uh, it was it was very painful. But like I said before, I was uh, in a household where my stepdad, uh, was was abusive and uh, and and it wasn't a good environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, provider, you know, sometimes folks think just because they do for you that you ought to be you you should be willing to take whatever they dish out. Uh, but uh, you know, you can feed a dog all day, but if you keep kicking him around, he gonna get tired of it. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. so that's that's that was. That's how you know. That's basically how we uh, we grew up, and and uh, uh, by not having yeah, that I I there is some times that I think I think back about it, but as I said earlier, it was just something that that uh, I decided and chose to do differently, you know. And I think that kind of helps. Uh, that kind of helps the situation uh, from the time that. Uh, I grew up as a child uh, that kind of helped ease that burden and that and that pain uh, because I I just I I can I can change that situation by doing something differently myself. So instead of getting angry, instead of getting down and out, right? You said I'm going to make it better for right. my kids. Right. So I'm going to change it for right. So I channeled channel that type of energy into doing differently. Yeah, and uh, and I, and I'm I'm a firm believer in principle. So if you do this, then this this will be the outcome of it. And so uh, I chose to go that path. So a lot of that was driven out of pain. Yes, sounds like yes, the yes, pain yes, that yes. you felt. Right. You didn't want didn't right. want anybody else. I didn't want I didn't want I didn't want that to happen to my children. How did you figure out how to be a a good dad. You're a good dad to your kids now. Huh? Uh, trial and error. Okay. <laughs> I just. Uh, I mean, you didn't have. You really didn't have that role model no, at home. No. Growing no. up. So. It's just. I wasn't going to be a, abusive to the kids. My kids. Uh, uh, I was going to treat them well. I was going to make sure they were taken care of. And I just didn't want them to feel like they was in a household. At, where you have to walk on eggshells. Where you were uncomfortable. I wanted them to be comfortable in the environment that they were growing up in. So uh, I did everything I could to uh, present that to them so they wouldn't have to. Uh, because, that, you know, uh, with, the, with the pressure that children have in school and dealing with friends and stuff, you don't need that same pressure at home. Mm-hmm. And so because you're going to get it as a child in the environment that you're in in school, uh, uh, and among so-called friends, 
you know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, so there's no point in them having to go to school and deal with it, and then come home and deal with the same thing. So I just I felt like that we could do things differently. What are some things in retrospect? It sounds like you just kind of figured it out on the job training. It, it basically uh, looking, was. Looking back on it, though, what are, what are some things you think you did right? Uh, I, I think that we taught our kids about respect. And, and we didn't have to discipline them much. Uh, you know, sometimes you say it's just it's just what you say, you know, and and when you speak, they know that you mean business. Uh, I heard somebody say this here uh, not long ago, uh, that there was a time that men that boys would be afraid afraid to walk among men, but now we were at a time where men are afraid to walk among boys, and you know, and I and I said that to say this because uh, in the times that we're living in. Uh, uh, parents think that their children are always right. Mm. And especially when you are dealing with the school systems. You know, there was a time when we was in school, and if a, if a, if a teacher were to call our parents, then our parents were going to take the teacher's side and deal with you accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, now their uh, parents are being called and being summoned by the school and they're talking about how right their children are. Yeah, I mean, it, what does that do to their kids? That, it, it, it brings them up in a, in a way that they think that they can get away with whatever mm-hmm. because that's what, the, that's what they're thinking mm-hmm. because they know that child already know how wrong they were. But when a parent comes and back you in regards to what you have done or what you have said – and tell the school uh, teachers or the, the, the authorities there how wrong they are in front of a child, then that creates a, a, a very uh, a, a bad example for, for children that are coming up. So, therefore, when they are in the presence of adults, they think adults ought to show them the respect. So, so I'm wondering, what do you feel like <clears throat> the fatherless epidemic What's that doing to our country? There are 18.4 million children will go to bed tonight without a father in their home. Mm. What do you think that does, not only to the individual, but uh, to a society? Hmm. Uh, these children are going without fathers, and by them going without fathers, they're growing up in an environment that uh, is going to, they're going to find themselves either in jail uh, or, or in a grave if, 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 if things don't change. Now, can they change in that department? I think they can because I believe that uh, your, your podcast have a lot. I mean, if you're reaching a million people, then it's impacting somebody's life, mm-hmm. you know. And then if people are, are listening to people, the, the people that come on and, get, and illustrate and give an illustration to how they live their lives, and were brought up, uh, and 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 can provide that hope for them. Uh, that is that that's a plus. Uh, it it adds to uh, th- that that can be done 
to show that young people, children that don't grow up with a father, that you still can be productive in life. You still can make mm-hmm. it in life. You still can, because you can make your own decisions. So I wanted you to come here because I knew what you had overcome. And so I want you to speak to the young man who is where you were. He may be a teenager, he may be in elementary school, or he may be a young adult fixing to have kids. And I want you to speak to him okay. and offer him some encouragement because what I want, what I want, I'm going to get you to look into this camera. Okay. What I want people to see is that here's a guy who whose who's dad wasn't around, mm-hmm. who didn't have a great relationship with his stepdad, right. who had every reason to be mad, to turn against the world, to repeat the cycle, to just continue the snowball, but he made a change. So here, here's a guy who did it. So I want you to speak to those young men who are where you used to be and give them a word of encouragement or advice or whatever, whatever you want, whatever's on your heart to give to them. Okay. I, I, would, I would definitely, definitely say, first of all, uh, <clears throat> just looking back at my situation, uh, one thing we have to do is to be uh, willing to forgive because that's going to be the initial step uh, to you as an individual uh, to get better uh, and get to a point in your, <clears throat> in your life where you are able to uh, if the possibility of connecting, reconnecting with that father, stepfather, whomever it is, uh, you've got to be willing to to forgive the individual uh, for what they did uh, if they were not involved in your life. In my particular case, uh, uh, as I stated earlier, that um, uh, I know that my father has some regrets about not being in, in our life, but I'm grateful today that there is a great relationship uh, between uh, my dad and myself as well as my brothers and sisters. But I just want to offer you some encouragement uh, to, to let you know that there is hope uh, uh, and you as an individual uh, can initiate uh, the change. Uh, there's an old saying um, uh, two two wrongs don't make it right, and uh, it takes a fool to play the game. So just because someone may not have done right by by you, you don't have to do the same thing. Uh, again, you can uh, initiate the change. You can be the one to uh, 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 flip the script. You, you can be the one that uh, makes the decision that we're going to do things differently. Uh, you can change the world with just a, a, a decision to decide that I'm not going to uh, do uh, what may have been done to me. Uh, I'm going to uh, be an inspiration uh, to people uh, to help change things uh, in the lives of, uh, of young people. You never know where your life is headed. As, as Scott said, that I, I'm an example. Uh, I had no idea where God was going to carry me. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, but I, I believe that my life has been changed, uh, first of all, because God, that was his direction. 
and uh, I chose to follow the direction of God. And I just believe that if I can do it, you as well, you well, you as well can do what God has done with me. So don't allow yourself to be negative. Uh, be an encourager. Encourage yourself when nobody else is willing to encourage you. Uh, be strength sometime for yourself. You can make a difference. And I hope if, as you watch this podcast that you look at my life and you can you see uh, that if God will do it for me, he'll do it for you also. That's great. Coming from a guy who's been there, that speaks powerful. So we got one more little thing, Kenny. We got a little gift for you as we close out. Nathan's going to show you something. Good evening. Um, oh, my name is Dante Lundavalon. And uh, this video is um, for you. Um, Dad, Pop, this is for you, sir. Um, I'm submitting this in. Um, the thing I like most about my dad is, you know, he's always there. He's always there. No matter, no matter what the situation is, even if he may feel some type of way, he's always there. And he's always there for people. You know, he's always there trying to help people out. And that's, that's partially why I get it from. I don't just get it from him. I get it from all family. But that's definitely one thing I've watched him do um, growing up. That he always is willing to give uh, a helping hand to somebody, you know. And um, my favorite story, man, there, there are a lot of stories I could come up with. And there are too many. But I tell you, I think one that is really memorable is the first time he took us, he took me and my sister fishing. Um, we went with him, uh, his friends, our co-workers, both. And he, it was like the first time he kind of, you know, really taught me how to fish. Guys, we had some shrimp to use as bait and we was out there on the boat and man, we just really had a good time. But, you know, I can't really just give one specific story, you know. There are just so many great things. Even coming down to when he taught me how to do things, working on a car wise or doing things with the house. I mean, there are a lot of things he taught me, but the greatest thing he could have taught me was the how to be a good man. How to be a good father and how to be a good husband. Those are the three things I know. He showed me an example of how to do. And I just want to tell you thank you. You know, thank you. Because you didn't have to do it, but you did. And you set an example for me. And I know I'm definitely a better man because of it. I appreciate you, Pop. Love you. Thing I like best about my dad, uh, the man's my twin, basically. Uh, <laughs> so really, I guess 
I just like the fact that we get each other. Um, we're both goofy. We both get on my mom and nerves. <laughs> and uh, we both kind of think alike uh, in a sense. So he's my role dog. That's like, that's like my best friend. That's my dude right there. That's Bishop. I could, I'm the only one that could call him Bishop though. Y'all don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I love my daddy for that. Yeah. My favorite story about my dad. Um, I don't really have a favorite story. Only because we're around each other a lot. And so every time I'm around him, it's always something. So uh, I guess the most recent one is when we went to D.C. Um, seeing him wanting to go look at like all the sites and stuff. It really made me happy to see him happy. Like he lit up when we went to the White House. That was <laughs> it's 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 funny because sometimes you look at your parents and you don't see them as anything else but your parents. But the older I get, the more I realize um, that they do have a life outside of just being a parent. So just seeing him light up that. That right there is probably my favorite memory. Most recent, if that. Um, I wanna thank my dad for being present. Yeah, being present, cause a lot of, um, a lot of people don't really have a dad or a father figure in their life. And mine has been with me since the day I was born. Like, we've been, like, psh, we've been tight, like Mike and Ike. <laughs> uh, he's taught me a lot, even in the stuff that he doesn't say, in the stuff that he just, like, does. It teaches me something new almost every day. Um, so... I really just want to thank him for being, like, there uh, and being an example uh, of something I should look forward to and hopefully a future spouse, but it's later on in life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really just want to thank him for being him and all that God leads him to be. So Kenny, that's a that's a result of that decision you made. That's any comments. How does that make you feel? That that does. It it, it makes me feel real good and, and I definitely am thankful to God for the opportunity to raise him and my daughter and I'm I'm thankful for my family. It's 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 truly a blessing. It is truly a blessing. That y'all got me on that one. <laughs> that's good well thank you for being a script flipper well thank you for setting the example praise and, god and thank you for coming in and sharing because i know it's not always easy right you you're sharing your business with the world right and that's, that's a little scary sometimes it, it, it can be you have to be vulnerable but i think you're going to inspire somebody and that's why why we wanted to have yes, you sir. I, I sure hope so i hope it touches somebody yeah and that's not only going to change them it's going to change 
their children. Absolutely. And their children. Yeah, that's right. So, you Absolutely. know, they, we use a cliche, if it's one person, right. yes. it could be tens of thousands. Correct. But if yes. it's just one person, right. Right. And, this, and something you said inspires them, right. then you've affected generations to come. Absolutely. That's what we're all about. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. Thank again. you, Scott. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity yeah, to come. It's great to get to hang out with you. Yes, sir. It's so been a long time. <laughs> all right. That'll conclude this episode of That's My Dad, where we're inspiring fathers to become great dads, and we're seeking to break cycles of generational fatherlessness. Hope you've enjoyed Kenny Malone's story. Be inspired. And if you're one of those guys that used to be in Kenny's shoes, look at him. See where he is now. You can do it, too. See you next week. Thank you.